Welcome to Thrones and Scones. It's your weekday morning podcast where we talk about Game of Motherfucking Thrones over breakfast. Today we're tackling <laughs> Season 8, Episode 6, The Iron Throne, the last ever episode of Game of Thrones until the mandated prequels and spinoffs. Uh, and Banoffee. It's Tony, Hans, and Jeremy in with you today tackling what I just said. Welcome, boys. What's up? You know, months ago, somebody out there in the world had the realization, guys, Game of Thrones is going to end eventually. And hey, that shit's coming up. And we took to, to, to you know, our, our huddle. We got together, digitally mostly, and we, we confided each other in those moments. We sniffed each other. We licked each other. We told each other that it was going to be okay. There was a lot and of butter. A lot of butter. There was a lot of butter of all, of all kinds, mostly ghee. And we so came soft. around to the fact that, hey, since we've run out of cooking fat, maybe we should start doing a Game of Thrones-related podcast. <laughs> Dedicated to the driest of breakfast pastries. <laughs> and here, roughly 85 episodes later, we have arrived. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Pretty good. What the fuck is wrong with Pretty us? Good. I don't know, man. I have so much. <laughs> I've actually arrived quite a few times during this podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, as we've said, he's been turning off his camera many a night, <laughs> many a morn. Excuse me. Um, just to get just to get it out, we're not done yet. Uh, we, we're not throwing the format out the window here. Um, we know our schedule is all over the place since we're, we've gone to one a week, um, and we're going to go ahead and continue with that. But we do have a couple more things for you, so we don't have to get all, uh, you know, dry eyed and wet quite yet. But. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we'll be we'll be hitting you with our season recap next week and the following week recapping the series as a whole uh, with I believe if he's still down to clown uh, Mr. Rob Bullock from And Rob's Your Uncle. But guys, this is what it was all about: seeing how it would end, experiencing it together, and we have arrived at the final episode of Game of Thrones. And we have spoken nary a word to each other about this since Sunday. And so I, I must know, would you like a short plot recap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Perfect. How would you like it? Keeping in mind that this is absolutely 100% the last time that you can ask for this. And also keeping in mind that it's only one sentence. Oh, God. Part of me wants Keith Urban again. I fucking love Keith Urban. Keith Urban. Yeah, just take take us home. <laughs> take us home, Keith. <laughs> oh. well, hello. It's me, Keith Urban. Married to Nicole Kidman. Bet you're wondering what she smells like down under. But, uh, not gonna kiss and tell. I will tell you that the fate of the Seven Kingdoms is at stake as the final chapter of Game of Thrones is written. That's it. Oh. 
That's it. <laughs> Thank you. <coughs> but it ain't wrong. Oh, it is not wrong. <sighs> Guys, what did you... Um, it's hard for me to ask this because I feel like it just leads into us going a hundred different ways. But again, I, I don't even know. How'd you feel about the episode? Jeremy? It felt really fast to me. Did it feel? I think it, did, I think it was impossible not to. Did it, did, I mean, didn't it feel like it was like, I felt like there were so many things of like, I was like sitting down, getting that warm feeling. There was so much good dialogue and then I was like, fuck, it's over? Like, but no. No, nope. I want further explanation. Um, yeah, like, there are so many opinions out there on, did the fans get what they deserve? I'm sure you've heard about the the signed petition for HBO to redo the entire season. Have you? Absolutely fuck all of those million people. Right? Yeah. It's just yeah. Um, and... I, I was thinking about that specifically. I was like, you know, no, like they gave this ending fits this season. And that's where I'm going to actually like, that's my opinion. I feel like at the end of the day, with all the decisions that have been made over the last, you know, five episodes in this episode, it completely goes with the direction they've built for us. Whether you like it or not, there was really nothing that felt inappropriate for me in the sense of like how our characters end. I have been probably the most vocal about defending every point that's been done on the show. Um, And I stand by that after the finale saying that from a plot point perspective, I'm glad of the story that they told and I was really happy with it from start to finish after everything. And I very much enjoyed the, the last episode. We'll certainly get into it. But um, season eight had a tone issue. I don't think there was really much getting around that. I would have liked to have a couple more episodes. I HBO wanted another season of this. I don't think that was good. I respect the writers and the producers for making the decision to say, you know what, we've got our end in sight. It's time to pull the trigger. Because, you know, we've had seasons that felt like they just dragged the fuck on just to give us more scope of time and Mm -hmm. things like that. And while we certainly could have had a bit more emotional depth, while we could have had um, a bit more sense of urgency or, you know, actual investment in decision before the next thing comes about. um, And I I do think that this season struggled with delivering some of those blows in an emotionally impactful way. Um, you know, they made the choice they had to do. And I think overall they, they came out ahead. And unfortunately, a couple early missteps, I think left bad taste in a lot of people's mouths that compiled on with plot points that people didn't want to see override their own fan fictions, uh, messed with a lot of perception of the show. So uh, overall, I'm happy. But to an extent, I understand why people aren't necessarily thrilled. And once again, the show's ending. I'm bummed about that. I think a lot of people are. Yeah, I think you make a lot of great points, Tony, especially with the tone issue just in general of the season. Like, I think that's the the biggest dips for me are all tone-related, um, and including in this episode. But I think overall, 
Uh, no one was going to be, I mean, I think we knew no one was going to be, or a large majority of people were going to be unhappy as, as they are with any major series ending. You know, if they don't, if it doesn't end exactly how they wanted or something, you know, if it's, if it's got a really sharp twist ending, then people are upset. Or if it's got just kind of a general happy ending, people are upset. So you can't win no matter what these, uh, so I, I mean, I give credit to the writers to put together a good story and just finish it. Uh, and I don't have any major qualms with the way it ended. Um, it's not the ending I think I would have personally wanted, but again, like I like I said, I'm 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 along for the ride now. I'm happy with the story they told. I have it, I have issues with very specific parts of the episode. <laughs> I look forward to jumping into it. Uh, but, we'll uh, establish, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, I was thought. just gonna say, but as as a whole, I thought it was I thought it was fine. You know, I didn't I didn't, I didn't think it was jaw dropping or or game changing or anything as far as a, a series finale goes. But I um I I enjoyed it. It's hard not to think about the entire series when you're just talking about this one episode, but yeah. So yeah, exactly. And we'll, we'll figure out where the, the season fits in and where the show stands after everything. Now that we have seen it all uh, in the next coming weeks, but um, just a moment before we jump into our in-depth review of the episode proper, was it a good finale? So, that's such a fucking subjective word. Are uh, you satisfied? Yeah, I am. I'm satisfied because, like I said, I feel like they, um, they. Per- I mean, there's something about. I don't like. I don't like things being all f- finished and tied off and yeah. you know neat and kind of perfect because that's not and that would have been a disservice to the show. And I'm glad the writers didn't do that. I was kind of worried they were at the end. Some parts I was like expecting like some text to come on the screen. I was like, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, don't, yeah. <laughs> don't you dare do this to me. I will fucking write you. Um, yeah. so the like six that- kingdoms in the north never <laughs> had a war again. Arya <laughs> <laughs> married three children. She oh, found Arya. That was, that was set for a spinoff if ever I've seen oh, it. Oh, uh, yeah. And so like... So in the with that regard, I do feel like, like I said, in the regards to the season that was created and and kind of provided in that tone, in that kind of like, I, I will I will call it the the story of the Stark revival. I do think they provided something that allows for fan fiction. It allows for conspiracy theories. It provides enough of those gaps that people will still talk about this for a very long time if you were to write your own game of thrones fan fiction who would you make fuck <laughs> when they already gave me they gave me gendry and aria and i was like yeah i'm pretty because i'm pretty sure if i'm not mistaken fan fiction is only about pretty fucking. much porn right <laughs> i mean i read some non-porn fan fiction once and i just didn't understand yeah I was mad. That exists? Yeah. Why would you ever read that? Yeah, I was so confused. You're I was like, like I was I was oh I was in my bed, obviously. <laughs> I was greased up with some ghee, obviously. And it was just a story about Harry Potter and Ron Weasley just headed out to like the fair to have a nice day and it was like thirty eight pages and they never even kissed. <laughs> 
Anyway, I do think it's interesting. The uh, we talked a lot about in this uh, entire series about time of like how either like the Game of Thrones just makes up time and you never know how much has passed or how quickly they they gave us some doozies in this one. You think so? Yeah, and that they was used beards is a nice. <laughs> But no, but to me, like when you mentioned the whole HBO wanted a season, I kind of, I, I wanted one episode because there is one gap specifically that I would have found really interesting from a standpoint of just explaining how they got there. And that was after John and John in prison and how we get to the council like that. You wanted an episode of them traveling to King's Landing? I think there would have been political maneuvers. and I mean, because the people who were there at that council, I think that was a really interesting scene <coughs> because half those fucking people I don't care about. Mm. And I, 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 uh, I kind of understand that. Yeah, three of those people I didn't know. Um, but then it makes the Danny thing not hit in the final episode, which I felt like was the big emotional moment, and it kind of had to be there. Yeah. I'm just saying, I feel I feel like Game of Thrones and prior, we've had episodes eight and nine are kind of like a tandem of finale, right? With ten just kind of summarizing and kind of like kind of finishing a little bit. And I felt sure. like we got nine and ten in one episode right a little bit we got some we got a major plot change or a major kind of like moment and then we kind of got the end of it which isn't a lot of action but it's a lot of really good storytelling and i feel like there was there was room for just a little bit more in the sense of going how do we because a lot of people are going to go well what the fuck like why was john kept in prison Grey Worm, was he just running King's Landing at that time? Were the Sully just maintaining this, like, totalitarian kind of world, or, or how was that? Was that the Sally? Yeah. The Sally? The, the Sally. You know, it's like the, it's like, you know, Sally and Gertrude, and they hang out together. And... Mm, right, and they're both part of the Unsullied. Yeah, they're like, they're like, yeah. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was. This is my hands making out. This is Grey Worm making out with his hand. The the part of me that wants more Game of Thrones is all for it, but the other part of me thinks that I don't care. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was uh, that was something for me. I wanted to know. I just Hans, were you uh, were you satisfied? Um, yeah, I guess. I think it's funny because I think the ending of the seer like the ending of the series, and how they the major major plot points and how they ended it i think were fine like again i don't think it was anything just absolutely insane and again i think it's part of game of thrones just changing people's expectations of what a show is and how sure. shows are right like this is a very to me this is a very normal ending for like a fantasy series or a fantasy story this is an ending you might expect uh However, it's less, again, we've talked about this, and I don't necessarily agree with this concept, but I do think that Game of Thrones has done this to themselves a bit. It's less Game of Thronesy 
You know what I mean? Where you just sure. kind of get this total like switch side thing where some other major character dies or something that you don't see coming that's not a villain, stuff like that. Or you don't get the happy ending, things like that. And not necessarily that's what I wanted, <clears throat> but I just think it's interesting uh, that they did a much more kind of general fantasy ending. Now, that doesn't mean I wasn't satisfied because I, I did enjoy it and I'm happy with the way the show ended. However, it's funny because as an individual episode, I think I have a lot of issues with the episode itself in between those major points because I think some parts Ooh. of the episode are great. And I think uh, it goes back to the point you made where I just think there's tone pro- like problems. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't even quite put my finger on why I dislike it so much or why I dislike parts of the episode so much. But from a major plot point, from the major plot points of the series and how they wrapped it all up, uh, I am satisfied with that. If that, if any of that makes sense, it does. It does indeed. I think there's there's a a fair amount of stuff to get into on the good and the bad. Um, I was also very satisfied throughout. Um, I thought I would be left weeping just from the fact that it was done, and really the only reason that I know. And that I came to grips with the fact that there there are these tone issues that are kind of glaring throughout is that I wasn't weeping. <laughs> yeah, I, I felt um, like there was, I agree, I felt like there should have been a little bit more of an emotional punch. And they yeah. they lightened it up for some whatever reason in, in some parts. But. See, I think there was a very emotional followed by a very, like, just sour taste in my mouth for this the stupidity what? Which ruined okay. that. We got we got to yeah. get into it because I got to know what you're talking about now. We yeah. start uh, our episode in King's Landing because anything else would be ridiculous and not make sense. Shit's on fire, yo. Uh, it leads, you know, we've got everyone kind of walking through the city, taking scope of everything. It's very quiet. It's very somber. Um, I noticed early on lots of moments without music in this episode, really making just the piercing Walking. emotion of it all kind of drag through. And I was like, didn't realize at one point until music came in how much I was like holding my breath. It was kind of cool. Uh, we get Danny riding down on the dragon. Has that cool shot where she's got wings. Oh, it's really it was really cool. It was super. <laughs> it's been memed to hell already, but it was great. It was awesome though. And uh, and she gives a Hitler style speech <laughs> <laughs> that was. Um, I mean, a powerful speech to an army of rapidly reproducing Dothraki. <laughs> and uh, they're everywhere now. I'm like, a bunch of unsullied. Yeah. Yeah, a little more unsullied than I pictured as well. Grey Worm was executing some Lannisters. John wasn't a fan of that, so he went to uh, find Danny, chatted out with her, while Tyrion found his uh, sister and brother. Gave me my first not-so-dry-eyed moment of the episode. There are two to follow, uh, which was, I thought, really powerful. Although, i got to be honest, once I saw the hand and w- did realize that they weren't buried under, like, five feet of bricks, I was punching myself because I was like, oh, I really made fun of everyone who said that they weren't dead. Maybe they're not dead. Yeah, when, I thought... When there was that were. space open, I had that panic moment of, like, Oh fuck! He's gonna walk in there, and there's gonna be Jamie sitting next to to Cersei, or Cersei sitting next to Jamie. Like maybe one yeah. of them got crushed. Yeah, I right. thought we were gonna get a. Uh, I thought Cersei. The second 
Again, the second you see the little dim of light, you see him going in there. They're making a big point to have him go investigate. I thought for sure we were going to find somebody, uh, Cersei or... probably, alive or, or maybe even... I was kind of hoping we weren't going to get like a final goodbye thing where they were still alive and then going to die talking to Tyrion. Yeah. That would have been I'm a little that much. I'm glad didn't happen at all. But I, I definitely had the idea that someone was going to be alive <laughs> when he was going down there. I I don't even hate the idea that somebody would have been alive from either Jamie or uh, or Cersei's character perspective. I think you could have a little bit of fun with it, but it immediately cheapens the other person's death either way. So I'm glad they didn't go with that. I'm glad they let them have that moment. I know some people didn't like it. Again, I was a, I was a big fan of how they went out, um, especially in retrospect with this uh, and a very powerful moment for Tyrion. Yeah. Yeah, um, that who night. promptly quits. Another awesome part in the show. This show was pretty much Tyrion's moment to shine. And I like I have always liked Tyrion. He has never been my favorite character. But Jeremy, if you I know we don't do it for episode by episodes, but if you would like to call a vote of MVPs, I might just <laughs> attach my name to this. Yes. Well, I mean, clearly, uh, I mean, I'm not going to spoil the next couple episodes of our <laughs> podcast, but his name will be dropped. <laughs> um, it was uh, every moment he had, I thought was really great. I think the writing for his character was extremely powerful yeah. and just gritty and disgusted and broken in a way that felt like he had been playing this game for as long as he has played it. Like it felt real. And that's why I, I really liked his character. And I felt like they did such a good job of getting that emotion out of him that I felt like they didn't get out of so many of the other characters. Um, and, and part of me really, well, I mean, I'm sorry when he found Jamie and Cersei, it was, that was such a cool fucking scene. Like it was the, the, the climbing on the bricks, the 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 struggle of picking the bricks off of his of his dead siblings. Who, by the way, I mean Cersei has numerously tried to kill him. Like I mean, so, but he still felt family was the most important thing. And I mean, and I think he had hope. You could see the light in the crack when he was climbing over that there was hope. That he had not killed his family, right? Which he had not sent them down there to die when he was thinking they could escape. And I think that was just like, that was the emotional snap. Yeah. I mean, like, it comes down, yeah, that that family thing. Like, you might not like part of your family, but in that moment, at the very end, like, I know for a fact that Hans hates his brother-in-law. But if he found him (laughs) in a basement just dead, he would be a little upset for a moment or two. (laughs) Just <laughs> <un poquito. laughs> but fuck that dude <laughs> now um going forward from that john does get to talk with danny this was one of my favorite moments of the show um in that it is danny being very real being very personable and in stark <laughs> contrast to the moment she just had with her army this is her like saying like, oh yeah, yeah, I was, you know, you know, she's she's out there, she's talking game, and she's keeping people fired up. And while the ideals behind her words are certainly ringing true in her head, she hasn't turned into this 
you know, this different person. It's still Danny in there, um, which I think is super powerful. She has this kind of real moment with John, and you you are slowly starting to realize, if you haven't already, that Danny has some messed up ideals. Tyrion knew it. Ferris knew it. Rest in peace, buddy. And uh, and John not wanting to believe it when Arya said it, not wanting to believe it when Tyrion said it, not wanting to believe it when he saw it, is seeing that this person that he loves, that this person that absolutely loves him is still the same person and he has to make a terrible choice, um, which he does. I loved how quick this was because it would have to be. I loved how abrupt it was. She just her face and everything hardly having time to react there was no anger in it there was there was sadness and there was and no uh, a words. lot of emotion going on with john but and no words from her which is what i loved no yes because i think any because, dialogue they wrote would have fucked that up would have been bad it would have been it would have been, 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 been like been what good. the fuck fuck you <laughs> um, um what'd you guys think of this moment it happened fast yeah, I thought it was good. You know, interestingly, just again, just to jump one step prior be- before we get into this. Um, so I thought when Tyrion was walking up and Danny was standing at the edge of the stairs and you see kind of just his boots walking up to her. Uh, and this is where we were just talking where he quits. You know, he throws the yeah. the pin down the stairs and, and quits. And when he was walking up behind her, I thought he, because we didn't see anything like above, I thought he was going to stab her in the back and kind of loop right. it back around with Jamie killing the Mad King kind of thing. And then, uh, and then obviously things would have probably played out a bit different then, but um, that's where I thought she was going to go down. Uh, but just thought it was interesting. But I did like this moment. Um, I thought, uh, yeah, again, fast. I don't, I don't think there was necessarily a better way to do it. Definitely appreciate the you know the quietness of it uh i thought the acting was really good um from both parties yeah and it was such i mean i I, the Tyrion thing i i had the original thought i thought he was gonna push her stab her or something i've heard other theories about people that they wish would have done it aria Tyrion, whoever and i'm sure they have their merits but i mean i've been saying it for a couple months i feel like it always had to be john yeah especially to prove like it had to be john because he's not the person because yeah you know she she's worried that he might be this person that would dethrone her and he has to because he's not if that makes sense yeah interesting um, i kind of would have thought the Tyrion thing actually would would have worked for me in a, in a different kind of way because Tyrion doing that would have been, you know what? I know. I mean, when he says he's like, you know, I loved her, you loved her, you know, in a different way, but still in a way. I mean, he. I mean, I think that that realization that he did love her and says it out loud. I think him killing her would have been the, you know, and sacrificing himself. You know, he's made mistakes, and I think him going, you know what, this is. This is my way of doing the thing that Varys wanted me to get, which is it's not about family, it's about the realm. And mm-hmm. I could have sent I could have sent I mean I totally agree with Hans. When he was walking up to her, I kind of was hope 
either I knew either he was going to try to kill her or going to do that Grey Worm was going to kill him kind of thing, you know? Um, not that I'd take, I, I, this, so the scenes, you know, and then we move on and we get the scene with Danny and John. Um, God, it was so good. Like it was, you, when John said that, when he was like, I loved you, you're my queen, you're always my queen. I thought that was John saying, I'm in, fuck it. Like I am in, I'm going to bow to you. I'm going to, I'm going to follow this madness because I, this is how much I love you, how much I want to be with you. And then the stab happens, and I'm just like, oh my god, what a fucking beautiful moment. I And I think that was what was so powerful uh, about the moment, too, is I had the same thought. I was like, oh shit. For a second there, I was like, oh shit. Is he going to just be on, is he just going to go along with it? He's just you doing, know, I, I, I thought that I was thought, so cause, cool. Especially because he already said it to Arya and Tyrion. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I don't, I don't know if it was the score behind it or what was, what was going on. I can't even remember yeah, the, exactly. The music, what the music was, was definitely it, pushing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, the music it was great. It felt like they were leaning towards that kind of a twist. And I was like, I believed it for a second and I, I yeah. thought that was really cool. And they, they stood on that bridge and Danny said, I, John said, I, I know what I need to do. Will you help me? And Danny said, anything. <laughs> and then she grabbed his lightsaber <laughs> stabbed her right in the way no i'm sorry i'm getting my my movies confused here um so really good by the way what's that no so it's that scene all right so like we just had a fucking bomb from an emotion go off yeah and then you hear the wings like that sixth sense drogon senses it Mm mm-hmm Okay, if anyone didn't cry when he is nuzzling Danny on the ground, you are a fucking piece of shit in this world, and fuck you, okay? Yeah, like, maybe they are a little bit more dog than cat, I don't know. Yeah, that, um, that was, was really so sad. good. And then, fuck these writers. Like, oh, no, 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 I will argue this point with you. Go ahead, make your piece, but I, I'm gonna I rip fucking just dis- fucking destroyed the show for this scene, because... Fuck burning the throne. Like, this is a fucking dragon. It could give two flying fucks about a throne. There is... Nope. I'm sorry. It is It is fan service. It is absolute a piece of shit. It is... Your queen, your mother, was just killed by this person. And you fucking melt a chair. Congrats. Fuck you. Alright. Drogon... I mean, Drogon... We didn't even mention. Drogon makes a point to get up in what is a fucking... Cool visual, because I did not see oh, the, the dragon the, there. The snow thing? Yeah, that was the fucking snow thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, to get up, and uh, I was like, oh my god, that was cool. And look at John, get very close to him, and just kind of settle back down. And I know they've made a point that I can't remember when, but there's some conversation at some point, probably from Tyrion, about the intelligence of dragons. It is a bigger thing in the books. Dragons are stupid smart and far I mean they're they're not they're not they're animals to an extent but they the emotional connection that they have usually to a certain individual but you know to things uh it, it shouldn't be understated and so I think Drogon knows what's about to happen I think he knows kind of what's going on and when he comes to Danny He's obviously grieving for the loss of his mother and everything, and, and he sees John. And I think he's got this, as all animals do, very real sense of, you know, emotion. 
And this, this wasn't an anger thing. This wasn't a hate thing. This was something that had to do or that had to happen. He watched this woman kind of develop into this monster like she watched him do seasons prior before they kind of reestablished their relationship. And, um, I mean, he was in a similar area for when her vision happened as well. This throne killed her. It's the one that drove her to do all of these things. The drive for this power is what ended up killing not only who she was, but ultimately actually killing her. Um, and I thought that that was a, a, a beautiful symbolic moment for him to destroy it. Yeah, I think uh, I was thinking about this too after it happened. And uh, I do think that they just don't do a good job of portraying the intelligence of the dragons in the show. Like you just think of them more as like a dog or something, right? So I think that, because I, I saw a lot of issues with this online uh, after I watched it. This was a, a big people a thing that people were getting hung up on for some reason. Uh, mm. I actually didn't mind it. Uh, first of all, I think you could even look at it from two ways, in a show perspective, and it works out just fine in both ways. Because uh, from one standpoint, <clears throat> again, I don't think they, maybe they said it somewhere. Again, maybe Tyrion said it. I know that it's at least been brought up, but it's been very minimal where they talk about the intelligence of the dragons. So if you do, if you're on the standpoint of kind of wanting to, you know, go along with what I think is the true point of it. I really do. I actually really like the symbolism there and, you know, Drogon really like caring that much to put an end to what truly killed her and everything and understanding, you know, finding out that he actually is understanding what's going on is really cool. From the flip side, if you want, uh, again, I don't necessarily think that they necessarily portrayed it specifically to say that he was only going for the chair or whatever. I think if you really don't like it, then just he's a dragon and he's pissed and he's not going to kill John because it's a, I, again, I've been saying this for a while. I didn't think he could kill John or would want to because of his, his Targaryen. Uncle. Yeah, yeah. It's family member. Even if you hate or him, you still, cousin. you know, you're still, uh, you're, you're still upset, you know? Uh, I have, I talk with Jeremy every week. <laughs> we get, we make it work. Okay. <laughs> we, we figure out that and twice, <laughs> only twice. If you ever burn down his chairs. Yeah, exactly. But then I'm thinking, okay, like say you don't really want to buy the intelligence standpoint. Uh, I like that. I'm with you, Tony. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was a really cool moment. But say you don't want to buy that part and you just want to think of them more as dog. To be honest, you know, he's upset. He's just going to, He's not, he doesn't want to point it at John. He doesn't want to hurt him because he's family or whatever. And he maybe understands the con, like a little bit of what's going on to an extent. And then he's just fucking pissed, screaming, breathing fire, and just nails the first thing in front of him because he's a dragon. And he melts the chair. So, like, that's my... If you don't like the more complex version of it, which I think is kind of what they intended, then yeah. just think about it that way and shut the hell up. You know what I mean? Shut the hell up. Yeah, <laughs> could cool. also be. It could also be. Uh, you know, let's. I'm. I'm gonna finish this. It could either be a. You know, you want to break the wheel here. Let's break the wheel. Or it could be a. Fuck it. If she can't have it, no one can have it. You know, there, there's yeah. a lot of ways you could go with it. I don't think at all that it was. I mean, unless you're gonna make the argument that he should have burnt John, which I don't think is a good argument. But I, I don't think that. he would have done that. I, I mean, no. I know you don't think it would have happened, but for me, that emotional rawness there, that made sense. And that was, and I, I know that you, I mean, your statement of like, 
I'm letting you pass because I know you're going up there to kill her. Then why all the growling and why all the, you know, like, why all the disgust look? No. If you really what knew that. What disgust look? When, when the dragon came up? I mean, he oh. was. I don't know if that was disgust. He was mourning. Oh, see, I, I got anger a lot in there, too. Yeah, and yeah, that was yeah. My he point. was pissed. It's like, well, yeah, and so I, so I don't buy the whole, I know you're going up there to kill Danny. Like, I well, I don't I don't see that as that scene. And, and that's, again, that's my opinion. But for me, that, because of that, because I don't see that, I felt like that rawness when we did find Danny. I mean, when he finds Danny dead, that's his mom. I don't give a flying fuck if if john is his family that is the murderer of your mother done and i think that would have been i understand where the show goes but i think that is something that it just without having as good an explanation for maybe the interactions with john and dragons that's just a huge gap for me and that really bothered me and i get it i get it i see i see the look in your eyes there's not enough gi in this world for you to accept this, but uh, take it. Take yeah, that's. It. I mean, that's uh, that's fair. I didn't really. Like <laughs> I, like, said, nope, I didn't really. I didn't really see an issue with it, but uh, I. And again, I didn't necessarily even think of like when when the, he got up, and I thought it was just more of a emphasis on the fact that, but when John's walking up, Drogon gets out of the snow again. Cool looking scene. Very cool. Uh, I thought that was just more of an emphasis on the fact that he trusts John. He's, you know, and he is not threatened by him, not yeah, you know, understands that he's family, all that stuff, uh, and just kind of lays right back down and lets him go back up. I didn't yeah. necessarily think of that in the complexity of Drogon, like, gives him the wink to go kill Danny. <laughs> I just, uh, uh, I and then I think it's just, you know, I th- I still think Drogon's surprised when it happens and he comes comes up there i don't i don't think he would oh. have like flipped her around and stuff if he you know just was all on board with uh john going up and killing her so i i'm almost kind of with you on that jeremy i don't necessarily buy that he knew john was going to kill her going up the stairs at all i also don't think so i just think that okay. in the moment I think that he was my unders- biggest problem no yeah and i don't gr- agree with that either i don't i don't think so at all i think in the moment he un like again he just understands what happened, and I, I, I think, with the intelligence of of what uh, what they're making the dragons out to be, as far as how intelligence they intelligent they are, I think it makes perfect sense. And again, having John be the one to do it, anyone else does it, they're done. They're roasted, incinerated instantly. Yeah. Because I felt um, I felt like there was a question of like John killing Danny was in any other person's mind. Right, that wasn't aware of that relationship. Maybe, especially maybe even knowing the family history of John claiming the throne, right? So, like to me, it just sure. it, it it another step of just closing that killing that will is like, no, no, this is this whole murdering for this this all. So the throne is gone. You are gone. There is no one for the throne. Now that happens obviously in the episode in a way that is very uh democratic but i've just felt like that Sorry. one part just really bothered well, me okay i just want to clarify even if you don't want to i think there is a level of intelligence they're ascribing to these dragons beyond 
what we're necessarily led to believe in mm-hmm. a lot of things. I think they've given us a couple glimpses. But even if you're not going to go ahead and impose, you know, this essentially magical level of connection, I, I, I don't think what I meant was I don't think that when John was walking past the dragon and the dragon stopped and looked at him and was like, all right, you go do what you got to do. What I'm saying is like a dog, like a cat, animals know they're really good about reading emotion, reading intent. Like you, if you are terrified of a dog, of a, of a big dog, like it's going to, it's going to go ahead and take advantage of that. Make sure that you know, it's on top. If you're, you know, very calm or whatever, it's receptive. If you don't mean it harm, it's receptive to that. Usually. Uh, That's what I think. There was no, there was nothing aggressive that he picked up on. And so he let him pass. And when he arrived and he sees his mom and he looks at John, he's still not getting that. And John's just there. John thinks he's about to get burnt to shit. He's not fighting. He's not running. I don't know how much Drogon knows of what happened or what's going down, but he's like, this is a guy that I trust. And he's not, this, is, this isn't malicious. This isn't aggressive. Something, you know, some, something happened here. And uh, I think he, 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 you know, he played that out how he did. Yeah. I do, I mean, just to meme it up and to bring a little, uh, us back together a little bit. I do like the meme that's like Drogon flies in, sees, <laughs> sees a sword in Danny, sees a chair of swords. Which one of you did this? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. What do you think about Drogon uh, picking her up and flying her out of there? Uh, it was cool. It's it's given us the theories rampant of what if literally before the episode ended, my friend turned to me and went, I bet she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So the theories are spinning, um, but I think she's very much dead. Yeah, uh, I liked it. I li- I like that part. I I like that taking taking Danny with him, and I like that that's the end of Drogon in this show, right? Like that mm-hmm. they mention him, um, but they really kind of like we now have a world with a dragon that is not connected to anyone, and how that is both chaos and like. I mean, we've seen what one dragon can do. It's it's nuts, right? And he yeah. has shown that he can can wreck a place. Um, so I think that was uh, that was that was a really powerful thing. Um, I, I never expected any dragons to survive. Me either. Um, I was very happy with this. I thought it was fitting. Yeah, I thought it was kind of cool. Where did you? Where do you think he took her? Valyria. That's my guess too. Where yeah. he was kind of hanging out before, yeah, maybe. Dragonstone. If Arya's going west of Westeros, maybe he's going east of Essos, and yeah. they'll meet up at some point. Maybe, or maybe it's flat world, flatter, flat, flat Earth, flat, flat Earth. Earth. What's just the... like just like our regular Earth. Well, I guess what is the is there a name for the world of? I uh, I bet there is. I don't know it. I don't either. Yeah. Um. Oh my god, by the way, I watched the Flat Earth documentary on Netflix this past weekend. Uh You a believer now? <laughs> t- totally. Totally. <laughs> the, 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 the fucking it's it's 
at the for the most part because I know the theory. Like had yeah. had this been like, hey, look what people believe, and I didn't know it, I would have been like, just mouth agape the whole time. I know the theory, so like I'm just kind of watching it, giggling. They made some good points about how you can't just treat these people like idiots, or no one's ever going to make any progress. They made some very good points. I started to get pissed off when there started to be children involved. Mm. Um, like kids at these rallies being like, I've got all my friends to school. And I'm like, oh, fucking. Not pissed off at the kids, but pissed off at the parents and everything of these children. And, uh, but it ended really well. It ended with them like doing an experiment. And basically they're like setting up this light system across this waterway over, over like a few miles. And they had like some holes and I don't remember exactly the experiment, but basically he's like, if we can see the light from one side when they're holding the light at 17 feet or something, uh, it means that there's no measurable curve. How um, we'd have to, we'd have to hold the light at 23 feet or something for it to hit at the curve. And so they're trying it, they're trying it and uh, they can't see it. They can't see it at all. And uh, he's like, hold the light like above your head. And so they bring it up to like 23 feet and you're, they're filming from the, the side of the spectators and you see the light and the dude just goes, interesting. <laughs> and that's the end of it. <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Which is pretty great. Anyway, sorry. Game of Thrones. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I've... I, I don't see your point, Jeremy, but I, I apologize that you didn't like the the moment. Yeah, right. to each his own. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it was I cool still, to watch I still the throne. Feel like, yeah, I mean, I still felt like the like I said, like I I felt, and to me, this felt like a tone thing. I mean, or we're trying to describe that indescribable thing, maybe, but the tone of that moment to me, uh, I mean, just felt much more. I think aggressive and and broken than what we saw and yeah the melting mm-hmm. of the throne that was cool i mean it was a cool visual but it just it took away from all the emotion of loss of danny to me a little bit because i was like no i i and that's just something i didn't want i mean i love i mean breaking the wheel getting rid of the throne what i mean that but i just didn't i think for me i wanted something different and again we've talked about this before uh, maybe why some things clicked for me versus clicking for you guys or vice versa. Sure. And, and, and yeah. this is one of those things that I, I'm sure I'll watch it another hundred times and maybe one day be like, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I clearly liked John surviving because part of me didn't want, doesn't want John just to die in a very kind of like fucked up way, you know? Yeah. Um, it would have felt very Romeo and Juliet, which I kind of wanted to argue is, very much John. John is that love before all. I mean, Tyrion has that conversation, right? They have that conversation where duty and love. And I felt like John was kind of make that point of like, it's both, right? It's my duty. It's because I love her. And I know what the, what's going to happen when I do this. So, Oh, that whole Tyrion John thing was great. Oh God. That was fucking fantastic. That was great. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm and and I mentioned a couple points where I had issues with the episode. Uh, I'm actually hap- completely content, happy with the episode up to this point. Okay, and this is where things <laughs> turn a little bit for me. 
I'm interested to hear it. It's also where we kind of have to just uproot our, because things go so fast from this point on. Yep. Um, and so many big things in so many weird orders, potentially, that it, it would kind of be odd for us to touch on them. So, Hans, if you just want to... Yeah. I mean, I think there's one big thing that happens pretty early on that we could maybe lead with. Yeah. Well, I'll kind of just jump off from the standpoint of Daenerys dying, right? Yeah. Daenerys dies. Uh, Drogon goes nuts. We talked about that. So then after that, I do agree with Jeremy to the extent of... There's a little bit of a question mark, and I think they really did it for ease and time's sake. I don't think we needed a whole episode to explain this, because I think it would have been boring. Mm. But my, my biggest question was, okay, whoever kills Danny, what happens next? And we didn't get it, right? They just didn't answer it. They kind of did. They just put John in jail, and apparently the Unsullied and the Dothraki disappeared. I don't know. I don't know if Grey Worm was still... Uh, commanding them or if they just left whatever i think the dothraki were less so like again just there from their morals and following the strong and all that stuff i didn't think they would care as much but i just find it very hard to believe that gray worm didn't just fucking kill john immediately and that he you know is just left him alive kind of acting on these orders or not or acting without or not acting without orders i guess i should say which I guess is maybe showing more of his, you know, inherent nature and character and training to begin with, that he really, you know, despite being told he was free this whole time, he really never was. He really never did anything without orders, which is interesting, in, I guess, in one way. But then again, like, we just saw him being very, you know, vengeful and, I don't know. It just seems weird that he was wouldn't have just killed John and that he alone, no one else was there to c- conflict with him, right? They basically had the city. He could have done whatever he wanted. Um, so I was a little, I would have just liked a little more explanation on, on why, what went down for those period of time, for that period of time right afterwards. And I kind of thought that's why we were, I kind of thought we were going to get like uh, a little bit of a, people not knowing what was going on because Daenerys was just flown away. Cause like, how would they have known she, who killed her or even that she was dead? You're right. You know? So that's why I very much think John just turned himself in. Yeah. And I, it's what I said a couple episodes back or something when we were talking about if there was going to be this war, um, you know, like, Oh, you killed Danny and then you have this war. I don't think you do because there's no purpose for Grey Worm to be there without Danny. Right. And I think I think that's super evident in this episode. He doesn't want to be there. He wants to leave. He wants justice, but he don't he doesn't even know what that means. He doesn't kill John because that wouldn't bring it to him and he knows it wouldn't be satisfying enough. And so he's here and he's gonna he's gonna have his say. He's gonna represent Danny's interest and then he's gonna leave. Yeah. That's fair. I guess I would have just liked a little bit little bit more to that fact. Oh, Even I just, agree, I agree with you. Yeah. It threw me like when they said, "Where's our brother? He's our prisoner." You know, we we said we we're going to see him. I thought they killed him. Yeah. I thought they were playing like they hadn't, and that they were covering it up. Yeah, it was just a little weird. The jump was, I again, maybe more out of necessity. Maybe just yeah. they couldn't figure out a great way to, you know, <clears throat> visually represent that efficiently. Um, I don't know. I I felt the I felt the gap there for I, sure. I could have done with a Tyrion or not a Tyrion I could have done with a John 
Grey Worm conversation where yeah. they had some sort of connection where Grey Worm came to the similar realization that John wasn't out for power or out for blood. Yeah. Um, to lead to this kind of conflicted moment. I absolutely could have, would have liked to see that. Me too. And I think it's interesting because the moment, the only moment we get between them, which I actually really liked, I thought this was a phenomenal little scene, was when John's walking through and tries to, you had mentioned it, tries to stop the Unsullied and specifically Grey Worm from just executing the Lannister soldiers. Um, And I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I thought that they were actually, if anything, you know, building more of the conflict in the other direction, which... Uh, you know, with John kind of grabbing his arm and then the Unsullied instantly, like, bringing up arms, which I thought was really, really cool, you know, just leading to more of the general, like, you know, eeriness and conflict that was all there in that beginning few scenes. Um, Yeah, so it was weird that they just kind of flipped and didn't really tell us what happened, but that was one one issue and not really even my major issue with the show, (laughs) just something... Something of note. Uh, Jeremy, any, I know you had talked about this a little bit already. Any other little notes on that? Um, I mean, so I think you said it best when you said you felt the gap and I did too. Um, but I, I can say like, I, I understand from the standpoint of the episode with what they're doing that the, it, it was kind of irrelevant, right? Like they, they're like, you guys are aware in this show of relationships enough that I don't have to handhold you through this where I'm like, Oh, but I kind of want you to a little bit. And that's just because I want good storytelling. But I think they, by not doing that, they allow us to very much fill in gaps. We know that gray worm is uncomfortable with being, I think without his, without his leadership, right? All, all of the unsolid are that's, that's how they are essentially been brought into this world and trained and all those things. So uh, I think he is like, I'm just, uh, this is very much his job. He's like, Nope. My job was to defend her till she died. My job was to remove all of her enemies. You are now one of her enemies. That is how I view you. That's how I'm going to hold. And whatever I have to do to prove that at the end is what, so that conversation with him and the council at the end um, I kind of would have wanted a little more from that in that sense. I, I liked the whole don't talk to Tyrion or whatever. And still we get Tyrion kind of running the show, which I thought was kind of badass. Um, mm. But I, I yeah, I, I felt the gap. And that that again was a it's a tone, right? It's literally what we keep saying over and over again. And maybe because there's not a better word for it. It just felt misplaced without us having more there of yeah. like why why this relationship has gone to the point it is right i mean gray worm has always been a character in the show that's been i would say not not a minor character but to to get such a major role it just i guess it kind of felt like they'd really developed him at the end um with the loss of uh, Misandre and <laughs> Sandra. No, isn't it Melisandra? <laughs> isn't it like Melissa? It's like it's probably Bethany. So we'll go with that. It's Bethany. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Uh, but do you do you know what I'm saying? I mean, Tony, you clearly don't agree with me, but still. No, I, I do agree with you. Oh, I I think it it. I don't I I disagree. I don't think it needed it. Yeah. I would have liked to see it. Yeah. 
Yes. Yeah, I agree. So, I, I'm not saying I needed it. I really am saying, my, like, I wanted it. Yeah, yeah I wanted it. Yeah. My is The only reason I would say the biggest issue, again, and, and uh, Jeremy, you had brought up the tone thing again, and I think, I think the gap has an issue where we get this really emotional death. We get Drogon. We get that's emotional again. You know, you get these beats. And then it cuts to pretty instantly the council right and it's just like this and it's it just takes a turn and it's very like who the fuck are these people comical almost it's like i felt like i was watching monty python for a minute there where it's (laughs) where they're like talking about uh you know um talking about like just inventing democracy and then kind of laughing it off that was that was a. It was pretty painful, to be honest. Um, it was a funny beat, but it was. It just was misplaced because I just feel I, like yeah, we didn't have an. That. We didn't have enough time because we jumped so quick. We didn't have enough time from literally one of the main, the biggest character, arguably the biggest character of the show, or one of the biggest characters, just died, and then we just jumped to this kind of joke about Sam inventing democracy, and Here- I don't know. Yeah, the, so the joke and the lighthearted nature of things, I think, was a bit quick because you could have pushed that joke and it would have been fine. Um, the tone of it, I'll make a case for because as as I think everything needed to happen with Danny very quickly, everything pops off in a fast point because it has to. And here's a sure. situation where, okay, John does this thing, he makes this decision and it's heart-wrenching and... Super painful, but then it does lead him into this situation. And because they don't show what happens, the first thing that we're all left with is, okay, what what the fuck happens now? And then it opens on this scene where we have gathered everybody together and they all go, what the fuck happens now? Yeah. And so they're, it's kind of a mirror in, in a sense of like what we're going through where they're like, okay, yeah, they're confused and it kind of plays in. I, I liked, I didn't like it at first. Like for the first couple minutes, I was like, well, I'm exactly trying to process Danny's death and everything still and trying to go with this emotion. And then I'm like, okay, no, 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 I'm, I'm a mess. They're a mess. It's kind of feeding into it in a way. Like it's, I, I don't know what the alternative was unless you wanted to show as Jeremy kind of suggested earlier, like all this time leading up with them traveling and everything, which I think, takes a little bit of that urgency out of it um sure uh, but i agree there were tone issues with it but i i kind of saw what i thought they were going for okay that makes sense and maybe that's one of those things that maybe if i wa- i think i was pretty distraught from the yeah. death at oh, that sure. point. maybe if i watched it again a lot of these things and i had issues in other episodes prior with like little tone issues and things and then when we watched them over again i I just seem to not care about that stuff as much. So I'm sure you, a second watch through would, would help things like that. Do you think that maybe you were also thrown off a little bit by the smoldering, sexy good looks of one Robin Aaron? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I was surprised. He was not so, a bad sultry. Yeah. 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 Everyone's saying uh, online that he, <laughs> that he, he, uh, he got, he got Neville long bottomed. <laughs> <laughs> It's fair. Also sounds like a sex move. <laughs> <laughs> Here's hoping. 
Yeah, I, he, uh, didn't they offer the veil to the Unsullied prior to uh, that the scene? Reach? Oh, I thought they offered the veil. That's why when I saw him, I was like, oh, he is alive. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Was, was it just me or was Robin Aaron uh, working a little blue steel in there? <laughs> <laughs> just a little bit, just a little. So Sam, so Sam invented democracy. Robin Aaron invented blue steel. <laughs> I, I felt like the council when they were voting, like uh, a lot of people were voting that were in the same house. So I don't understand how that works. For I mean, I get they're just saying that they all agree that this is who they should nominate, right? Yeah. And but I still was like. And I like that only Davos is like, wait, wait, do I even get a vote? And I was like, yeah, do half of you even get votes? <laughs> well, I think they're just the lords and ladies of the houses. So they can be more than one. They're not necessarily the... Brienne? You know, the ruler or whatever. Yeah, Brienne would be the yeah the leader of Tarth. I assume at this point her father's probably passed. Oh, oh, because then turned out I was sitting there, I was like, oh, I don't understand that. But- or she's at least representative of something. I don't, we've never seen Selwyn Tarth. I don't know if he's... Yeah. Player or not at this point. Um, but anyway, so I felt like that was. I agree that the comedy thing was weird, but again, I liked Tyrion. And I. I was generally shocked to hear them nominate Bran. I really was. I mean, because he's not like he's shown himself to be an engaged leader. He It makes sense, Tyrion's argument from a standpoint of history, from a standpoint of like, look. The problem we have is we continue to to make decisions based on lineage and this is the solution, right? We do yeah. have to change this. We can all agree that Danny was trying to do something that actually was really important. Um, and I thought that was really, that was the smart way of approaching it and I liked that a lot. And I liked that they, uh, uh, they vote in a way, I'm, I'm so glad they didn't make it a democracy bullshit Let's get let's get all the villagers of vote. I think that was a, a kind of a comedy uh, thing that, while misplaced, actually was a very realistic thing. No one was going to agree to that. Yeah, so. I'm glad that they didn't. If they would have went that down that road, I would have been like, "What the fuck?" Like it would have it would have. <laughs> well, Brand Brand wouldn't have won because who the fuck is Brand, right? To the people, no yeah, one. So that would have been pretty campy. The uh, what did you think about the about, about the. Uh, the line where, you know, they're like he says talks about Bran or whatever, and then, or he mentioned Tyrion mentions Bran as his choice or who he thinks would be best, and then, uh, you know, and he says, "I know you don't want it, but would you take it?" And Bran goes, "Why do you think I came all this way?" <laughs> <laughs> and I, gave like a little. Uh, I'm surprised they didn't just have him give like a little wink and then like zoom in on his face <laughs> and then just cut it black. Dun, 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 yeah! <laughs> It was I, I. It took it took me by confusion at first, because it seemed wrong and off. I'm obviously reading into it. Not that he's like, yeah, absolutely, I'm ready to be king, but more of like a. Uh, he knows what's going on. He knows why he's here. Like, yeah. Um, he he has seen all these people's lives play out. He's seen Tyrion's life play out. You know, he's got a good idea of what this moment might lead to. And they had that conversation. He might know what Tyrion's thinking or something. So uh, I thought it was an odd, maybe it was how he said it or something. I thought it was weird. But once he said, like, once he appointed Tyrion to be hand 
And Tyrion said, I don't want it. And Bran retorted, I don't want to be king. Like, I, it reassured me that, like, yeah. oh, okay, this isn't some sort of weird power play. Yeah, because at first I was like, oh, what? Like, then I'm thinking it was it was a weird way. Again, I don't know if it was delivery or just a, not the best line to say at that moment. Um, but I, because for a second I thought, like, all we've seen of Bran <laughs> since he became the Three-Eyed Raven is just this kind of weird, you know, he's kind of creepy. He's yeah. obviously very unemotional and, and stuff. And, you know, we know he's not Bran. And it's just like, I don't I don't know. I don't know what his motives really are. Could be sinister. It just seemed it it seemed like a weird pick at first. And that line didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> I so the Bran thing, I didn't expect it. I, I never either. would have called this. Not in a bad way. But I never would have called it because I figured the Three-Eyed Raven, as I think we all kind of predicted, had something to do with the arc of the supernatural side of things, the battle with the dead or something like yeah. that. Um, and I, I really like, if I've pieced this together correctly, and maybe I haven't, but what the justification I've come up with I really like, of that we've kind of figured out that they were after Bran. They were after the Three-Eyed Raven. I don't think that's where the... White Walker's crusade ended, but as he said, you know, they kill me, they kill the knowledge, you know, the history of the world, they kill the past, um, and that's the first step to being forgotten. Which, okay, great, cool. So I think the Three-Eyed Ravens, because they've always been up in that weird little cave, just hanging out, learning, buying their time. It's very, I never liked the book The Giver, but it's very The Giver um, in that kind of sense. They pass it down, pass it down, but eventually... You can't stay. The kid leaves to go out to the rest of the world and stuff. And Bran leaving is setting everything into motion. That's when the White Walkers move south and stuff. Because it's like, okay, we can end him. And if we do, we got this. And Bran is obviously banking on the alternate. Like, hey, if we if we can stop this now, we can move on. And I I think that there's been a lot of talk like, okay, so is is every king going to be the Three-Eyed Raven now? I think Bran's the last one, if I were to make a guess. I think yeah. that that is done. They have maintained through semi-magical means against semi-magical means the history of the world, part one. And uh, Bran now has this collective. They have dealt with that supernatural threat, and now it's just up to Bran. The, you know, the prophecies fulfilled... We're on the dawn of the other side of that Prince Who Was Promised thing. This is the new day, the new world. And Bran is kind of bringing that knowledge into it. And I love the King arc because it checks all of the... Like, so much so that I can't believe nobody thought of it. Uh, I, I, I mean, I'm sure the theory was around. But none of us thought of it in our predictions or even conspiracy theories. Because it checks the bloodline thing. As Tyrion made a great point, he, he's not going to have an heir. Um, so Bran doesn't have an ego at this point. <laughs> I don't even think he has, like, a personality. <laughs> uh, so, but this was a political ending, and I, I could very easily see so many ways, like, if they'd gone with the democracy thing, like, you get, you're just like, ugh. like, even if they did it well, there's an element of groaning to it. It's just going to be like, okay, they're pushing this, that, and the other thing. I think this was a great thing and a very timely thing of them pushing pushing the the mantra of 
those who forget history are doomed to repeat it. Like this is them saying knowledge is super important and we need to remember the lessons that we've learned in order to move forward as, as societies and stuff. I thought it was a really cool moment and it took me back for like five minutes. But the, the more I've thought about it, I haven't thought of any reason to dislike it. Yeah. It's interesting, this whole episode, and I think we've hit probably the biggest points now. I was kind of waiting to say that. And I think the whole episode, I've thought, again, came in pretty late last night. Uh, <laughs> so I had to watch this episode. at Sunday like, night, of course. Yeah, so I had to watch this. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I, had, <laughs> I had to watch this episode uh, at like 1 a.m. Um, so powered through it. And then I had a hard time going because went straight to sleep afterwards because um, I had to get up and uh, do some traveling. And then uh, had a hard time going to sleep. And I was thinking about the episode back and forth for a long time. Um, and and then even in the morning, again, I was in the car for a while. So I was thinking about the episode. And I went back and forth multiple times from the standpoint of like really just disliking the episode and the decisions made and then thinking more through it. And then really liking it, and then kind of I think finally settling, you know, a little bit more, um, more towards the the positive. But uh, kind of a div- divisive episode, um, even in my even just for me, which I thought was interesting, which probably means it was pretty good. Um, yeah. But uh, but yeah, this was one of the things I was a little hung up on, and I again I just really to just uh, add to your point more than anything with this is just that I. Uh, I think I kind of came back and forth on it and I could never really think of a reason why I disliked it, you know, other than just the shock factor and maybe yeah. the, the, un, you know, uh, unexpected nature of it. Um, and then I thought, uh, but overall it was, it was kind of an interesting, interesting move. Uh, and I think I like it even more. I think you made some great points. So, uh, kudos, Tony there. I think that, um, with Bran, being made i mean so this this uh end of game of thrones this the the this season has now kind of kind of completed that whole of the of the return of the house of stark and mm-hmm. i feel very much like that's what we're seeing right like i mean they the symbology at the end of stark is plastered on you um, in in a way that Bran now being king, Sansa becoming queen, John, we could argue maybe initially when he t- is forced to take the black and go back to the Night's Watch, that with him wearing the cloak and his sword, I kind of thought, oh, they're making him kind of like commander again. Um, and then when that doesn't happen, then I think, oh, he's going to be king and the real north like the you know like yeah very confused as to what happened with john yeah and we're gonna get there but i mean but almost of like oh no i mean but he still is he's maybe going to do the thing that he always was happiest with right with with egret's mentality with that world with the whole freedom um and then aria as well i mean like ah, so we got to get back to King's Landing because I think there are some things I want to I want to bring about with the development of the council there and and that stuff. But but Arya specifically, like 
Um, I was kind of thinking they were going to make her a knight in this episode. Did you get that feeling like with her, with the story and, and her conversation with Ned when she sees Jamie and kind of like wants to be a knight and he's like, oh no, you're going to marry someone. And she's like, but that's not me. Like that, what I want is right there. I kind of thought that was going to make her like, kind of like the King's guard almost. I think that that's not her either. Yeah, I, and I don't I I struggle with that, but I still felt like I never got her wanting to leave. You know? She like had, uh, She travels granted, a lot, but it was she travels a, it was a purpose. Yeah, it was it was it was literally a one-off basically word for word of what she said to John. She's mentioned it before, but I I think that I, I think they've definitely painted her to kind of have that whole like restless heart type situation, restless soul, whatever. Um, bit of a bit of a Rolling Stone thing. Um, yeah, it, it seems a little. I'm not gonna say odd. It, it seems a little random. Yeah. The whole that, I'm just gonna sail off and take off and check things out. But I don't dislike it. It's just it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, happy. She seems happy. I don't think it's a bad ending for her, so I'm not opposed to it. No, I think that's a perfect example of the show wanting to have a specific ending for everyone. Yeah. Um, rather than just having her just kind of go back north with Sansa. They wanted her to have a unique ending, which they made a point to kind of give everyone their unique ending and hit all their you know, characters at the end, especially the Starks specifically, but... Yeah, and um, I would bet you it's to set up a spinoff if I had to put money on it. Yeah, probably to at least have that option. <laughs> but, but yeah, I thought I think that's again the best example of you know of that more than anything. Uh, but I don't think it. I, I think it fits her character, given that she's already shown that she's really not a very interpersonal, you know, person anymore. Like she's really just kind of been hardened through all this stuff she's really in her element when she's uh on her own um so i think that uh i don't think it's unreasonable yeah um but so we go to the council now in king's landing with Tyrion sitting at the at the the hand chair i love i like the anal retentive i like the like in the organization and then what did you think of the council uh, I liked it, except I'm not ready to forgive Braun. Yeah, what so, the f- yeah, that yeah, shit. fuck that dude, My other right? big issue, like what? You should have just not. You could have had the scene with Cersei coming to him. You should have just never had him show up in Winterfell. I agree because it I totally. Ruined. I literally, as I went back and listened to our predictions episode, we're going through characters, and I was like, "Whoo, all right, guys, this might be a tough one to swallow." Braun, and we're all like, "Oh shit, I don't want anything bad to happen to Braun." They fucked him in one scene. And yeah. made, and ruined a character. And literally us. made me dislike him. Like yeah. I just don't like the character anymore because of that one scene. And it didn't have to happen. It didn't even really play out any arc, which no. was nope. completely pointless. Yep. So again, it was yeah, it was that that is was just poor writing in my opinion. And they had the thing where, you know, it, it was alluded to that his debt was paid. That Bron got his money. Bron got whatever he wanted. Okay, fine. Um, and now it's seemingly business is as usual. 
Uh, I just don't think I'm into bronze business as usual anymore. Uh, I, I don't agree with a lot of the things that said, oh, they threw out character development for this, that, and the other thing. For Braun, I, I get it. I get it. That was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, LVP of season eight. <laughs> yeah, that sucked. And then it's like, what? T- then what kind of choice? I mean, it just looks bad, reflects bad on Tyrion too, because then it's like, you're really going to trust you know, this person to be the master of coin after you they've just shown that they're a very, very untrustworthy person. <laughs> it just seems yeah. weird. Now, had they not done that to Braun, I love the dynamic of him on the council. Sure. His yeah. thing with Davos was really funny. Um, I think that, you know, he, he made some good points or whatever. That scene was great, except for the fact that it just threw him in like we we're supposed to be like, oh, yay, Braun. <laughs> like, and even if they... Even if they would have had that scene, you know, to have Bronn show up, the prior scene, to have Bronn show up, Jamie and Tyrion, I just don't get why, again, going back to the tone, why was he such an asshole? It's not like Cersei was there watching or had Lannister soldiers around or something, and he had to kind of be in that mode. Like, he knows these guys. He literally just could have said, hey, this is what she wants me to do. I'm not going right. to do it. You know, whatever just kind of again played to their friendship and just said i'm kind of just out here pretending this is what i'm doing uh you know just figure your stuff out so i don't have to do this you know and even because yeah especially because we figured out that the second he had that conversation he never had to deal with cersei ever again because either she wins which means jamie and Tyrion die and then he doesn't get paid so he just avoids her or 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 they win and cersei's dead and he doesn't have to worry about it so there would be no reason that she he should have to stiff arm him yeah it was dumb that sucked yeah they did that was yeah it was my least favorite part about the episode was just wrong they did him wrong they did him wrong um the who was the rest of the council uh we Brienne. had so we, Brienne was there. Sam, right? Was Brienne there. and Sam. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, oh, I hated, I, I hated the what is it? The Bilbo Baggins, freaking Sam dropping the Song of Ice and Fire book oh. on the table, and like I liked the joke that they played with Tyrion or whatever. That was fine. I just didn't like. I was like, I think. Just because we've already seen it, right? In like the very Lord of the Ringsy thing, where it's like, here's our entire story, like wrapped up. There were a couple pretty specific Lord of the Rings moments as well, especially that whole scene on the docks was straight out of fucking Return of the King, which I don't mind. Whatever. Um, it's basically, you know, the father of all fantasy in a way. You're not going to get away from it. Uh, I didn't mind the book thing. I actually, what I disliked about the book thing was the Tyrion joke because it didn't make any sense. Why the hell wouldn't Tyrion be in that book? Yeah, I don't understand either. Yeah, if if it's all about the transfer of kings and stuff and and wars after Robert, the war was started because Tyrion was captured, and then he like killed his father. Like he played some big fucking roles in things. Yeah, why wouldn't he be mentioned? Yeah, and I think again, the more I thought about it, the more I the more I'm coming around and I'm still not going to say I liked it just because it just felt like too heavy handed with the Lord of the Rings maybe yeah. at this point. But the, uh, I do understand, I guess the implementation of this just to emphasize, uh, your point on the, you know, not repeating the past and really focusing on knowledge and, and moving forward and all that stuff. And 
remembering I, our mistakes, and that makes sense, I guess. But I like the song of ice and fire thing. It was super fucking cheesy, to be clear. Yes, I, I liked it playing off of the scene when Sam was in the Citadel, where what's his name is talking about this book, and he says, he, you know, they're they're looking for someone else's book, and uh, he's like, oh, blah blah blah. It, he he was a brilliant maester, but he he was terrible at writing. Like it, everything's dry as a bone, or whatever. He's like, I'm trying to be a bit more narrative um, with my uh, whatever the book. The book title is essentially like a summary of the wars of uh, following the death of King Robert the First. Blah blah blah. Like it's a really fucking long title. And Sam just kind of looks at him and goes, "What? You don't like it? What would you call it?" <laughs> and then they just kind of played off of that, which I thought was funny. But it was cheese, cheesy cheese as fest. hell. Yeah, cheese yeah, yeah. fest. Um, conversely, and I, I'm gonna. It's by the way, the Danny John thing was the second tier moment that I had. The final one, and maybe my favorite moment, even though it seems kind of trivial. I loved it so much, and I think it was. I just thought it was so perfect. Brienne filling in Jamie's pages on the. I book love. I loved it. I don't. Was and awesome. I don't. At first, I thought she was going to... So this is what I thought this... How this was going to play out. And then I was like, oh, wait. How would that have even happened? Because uh, it wouldn't have. <laughs> but I was like... <laughs> I just thought it would have been cool. Uh, when I first looked, I was like, oh, shit. She's going to turn the page and realize that Jamie had put her in the book. And then oh. I instantly was like, oh, wait. Jamie would have never... The timeline did not work <laughs> for her to be in there. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. But I, I really like that. I saw a lot of people not liking that online in their reviews. And I, oh, so I, I, think that's people, good. I feel like people are just griping to gripe at this point. But. I, I felt like that was very much her character, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's, it, she's going to write the memory that she has of him and tell the stories and, that really mattered for what made him a knight and worthy of being a knight. And I thought that was, I mean, for all, again, for all of the flaws, um, he just always was there for family. Yeah. And, and that became his queen. So I loved it. One of my favorite parts too. The, uh, it was great. And, and I really liked, uh, again, the subtle callback. Cause this has been, this is, this wasn't just random, right? We got this in the, past and this was something that got brought up how jamie was really going to have this really had only this short page and all this stuff and really wasn't going to go further because of what he did and uh, i just thought it was really cool yeah it's a huge it's it's mentioned in the show a couple times it's a huge theme for him in the books uh and i i love to see the payoff in this way it felt so good um and brianne doing it nonetheless not only i thought was super fitting but it's also, Brian's not an idiot. I think that she realized what was going on, that she realized kind of this, like, you know, he's my, she's my drug I can't live without thing. I, she, I don't think she thinks of him as this monster. I, I don't think that he, she was even just like, ooh, remembering him before that. I think she, she, she knew that it was maybe, you know, in retrospect, doomed. But, you know, I think that he did love her. I think that she did love him in a way. Yeah. And I think that was evident too and pretty powerful even when they just show the last line she wrote, which was just he died protecting his queen. Yeah. And I thought that was I thought it was really cool. It did also have the best meme of the uh I thought of the whole episode, which was the uh 
the, the, the Mean Girls one where it just shows Brienne writing and it says Jamie Lannister is no good, stupid, ugly, uh, fugly slut. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. All right. So do we want to jump to John? What we Our thoughts there? <sighs> kind of wrap, wrap some things up here. Yeah. So uh, I was also confused at first because he's definitely maybe i shouldn't say definitely he's pretty it looked like he was they kind of played him out to be lord commander right when he got up there just the way exactly what dressed. i thought was happening that's kind of what and i maybe thought he did and then, so this is my this is my thought this is what i took out of it i'm interested to see if you guys got kind of the same thing or or what your thoughts are so i under totally understand why you know right as he, when he killed danny there was no way he was gonna be king and that the whole all that stuff that that was totally fine um that was kind of my prediction of where i was going with like okay he doesn't want the throne Tyrion knows what needs to be done if Tyrion kills danny then john's kind of left to take over and all that stuff that's kind of my first thought when i was watching the episode on how things were going to play out okay um but nonetheless we skip past that john gets sent up to the night's watch uh again they even make a joke about it he says there's still a night's watch because what what are you watching right. for at this point like you know wildlings are pretty you know there's no more conflict there at least at the moment that could rise again who knows uh and there's no most importantly there's no white walkers or anything so uh i think when he goes back up there again everyone you know at this point there's really no one maintaining this anymore i would think at least right now, this the whole code of the Night's Watch and all this stuff. And he's pretty much just probably goes straight into Lord Commander when he gets there. Um, just because of, you know, the stories that these people know, or some of them may still know him, who knows, uh, or at least of him. And then, uh, and then he just knowing that there's really no purpose of the Night's Watch anymore, just decides to leave with Tormund. And no one, again, no one cares, uh, respects that. And then we get the ghost, and we get the ghost ending we deserved. Yes, and I'm happy with it. I think it I rounded out his story. I think it kind of goes back to you know, Tormund says it in the beginning, and even makes a comment like episodes back where you know he uh, I can't remember his exact line, but he even says he's like you know you're you belong in the real north or something, or you're always welcome in the real north. Yeah, and I think uh, uh, I think John was probably the happiest, you know as far as the series goes when he was up there so so i didn't i i don't i have no problems with where he ended up i have a problem with the the fact that the night watch the night's watch exists i thought that it was a uh because gray worm doesn't know about the history or anything like i i thought that it was an out for them to just kind of say like okay we're gonna send him to do this thing and then they're gonna like get him up there and they're gonna be like all right well it doesn't after gray worm leaves it doesn't fucking really exist you could just come back and do whatever you want yeah um, but then they do make the joke about interiors like they're always going to need a place to send bastards and broken things, which is funny. It's not an explanation. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't. It's 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 a bit of a glaring error for me. I'm willing to overlook it for the sense of okay, John goes up there, and then either way, I'm okay. But I did not get the story you got. Um, it seems like most people did. And so I'm thinking that's probably what happened. But the story that I saw 
what I thought happened, because of course everything's silent. Um, love the ghost thing. He comes back, Tormund's there, blah, 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 blah. I thought John was like taking them home. Me too. It, no part of me thought that he was staying with them, yep. specifically and solely because he changed his clothes to be Night's Watch again. Mm-hmm. Oh shit. Yeah, and you're probably right, to be honest. And, but that and then, also doesn't make sense. And then why does he look back when the door shuts? Of course it's going to yeah. shut. Like I think well, I think that's just that's just calling back to the first scene of the show, I think. Yeah. Oh. Cuz then I, I was thinking like, oh, maybe he's just like walking them out and saying goodbye. And then he yeah. looks back and it shuts and he looks forward and he's like, fuck it, I'm leaving. Yeah. I think so. I think that that's a good point and I think maybe even that that's the in, in, intention or that it's left open a bit um from the standpoint of maybe that is what he's doing but why why would they necessarily need to be taken home there's no like you know what i mean i don't i'm was kind of confused that they were still there in the first place to be honest well i did see i mean it, i certainly noted there were a lot of kids yeah yeah it was a lot of kids true um, um yeah but then i'm thinking maybe you know, maybe that's even his uh, his intent was that he was taking them home, still in his Night's Watch gear. And then I think the the look back at the wall closing and all that the little bit of a callback there. And then the fact that they just show him like kind of disappearing is that even if that's his intent, he's probably not just going to stay out there. He's not coming back. I think especially since they've painted such a connection between John and Arya for him to have that whole like, no, no intention to come back thing would fit very well. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm super on board again with either way they were going. I just didn't get a clear indication as to what was happening. Yeah. And I actually, you know, again, when I first watched it, I didn't even get that. But now that you say that, it is kind of weird that he's still in his Night's Watch gear, I guess, if he was not, if he, if everyone knew he wasn't planning on coming back. But then again, like no one's going to come get him or, yeah. or you know, murder him for doing this at this point. Again, the Night's Watch is kind of a joke. Um, I could understand it still being there from the standpoint of like maybe people are even more terrified now that they've seen what's happened. You know, that like, you know, just because those are dead, the, sta- the lay people and stuff may not, may still think that any, because they didn't know White Walkers were real or believed in any of this, and now that they've seen it, they're like, "Oh shit, what else could exist out there?" Like, maybe that we do need fair. someone, someone up there all the time watching and like prepping for a potentially the next time this could happen or something like this could happen. So That's I think fair. if anything, maybe they are, you know, maybe right now it's not a big deal, but maybe they do. And tradition, I'm sure, plays into it. It's hard to just remove something that has been around for so long. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Okay, I kinda, I'm, I'm and, at peace with that. And I kind of like the idea that you said, you know, I wasn't even thinking about it until you brought it up. I kind of like the, I, I actually like the idea better that he's going out as someone in the Night's Watch, taking them home, and then even kind of coming to the realization that he's not coming back. Like, yeah, this he is, falls in love with Tormund and they, <laughs> they bed down together. He's always in for ginger. He always is. Kissed by fire. <laughs> Good old. I f- you, think the, uh, you think that ghost farewell was just a... Uh, was all just teasing the first one to yeah. get people to get people upset, and they they always knew they were going to come back around with that CGI money. Oh yeah, they're trolling I mean, us they, in the yeah, show they a lot. Must have. I didn't think that they knew how pissed people were going to be about it, but it was just just because it seemed so silly. I'm not going to say it was worth it, but I was I was I breathed a sigh of relief when he just fucking pet ghost. 
Yeah. It's all I wanted. It's all and anyone then, wanted. Yeah, I love it when they and then I like I like when they're walking out and Ghost is with them and everything and it's just yeah. good. Yeah. No. I'm happy with it. Um the I've saw I've seen some people that didn't like the Sansa thing. I kind of like the Sansa thing. It it's the most true that she is stuck to her character. And once again, Sansa redeemed herself a bit for me upon this last rewatch knowing her morals a little bit more especially throughout the 7th season knowing everything that happened um i again in a few seasons i still don't like her but i think this is the most she's ever stuck to a character decision she she established what she thinks she needed to be done with the north what the north wants and even having somebody in power who would be close to her like her brother she says it's it, it doesn't change anything we need yeah. you know we we don't feel comfortable you know <laughs> no taxation without representation we we need a ruler in the north we need to do what's right for our people um i thought that was great i had no problems with sansa's thing yeah i almost kind of at in that moment though i just wonder the way it played out which i think makes sense and i'm fine with it but I just almost would have liked Yara or something to say, well, shit, you know, if, if she gets to be independent, I want to be independent. You know what I mean? I expected like, it, yeah. She did it right there. And then, you know, what, what keeps Yara from just saying that? And again, maybe it's because they really don't have any men at this point. They probably kind of need to be <laughs> within the need to be within the, uh, the reign of everyone. Um, but... <laughs> their 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 morals and stuff really seem to be more independent and and you know le- more on their own. So I'm surprised she didn't say something. And it would have been interesting to see Bran just at least a glimpse of a conflict, right? That he would sure. have had to deal with, so we could see what things would be like in the future. Because in at least of what we've seen of him, it just doesn't seem like he really gives a shit about anything. Yeah, he so, left the council pretty quickly. It was like, fuck yeah, you people. I like like a war he, Drogon. It's, it's kind of like that that nice thing of, and I think it plays into our whole moving forward idea of things, is that he is not necessarily the law. He's just yeah. like the... It's kind of, in a weird way, is setting up a democracy because he's, he's almost this uh, like... Um, legislative branch type thing he's not he's not enforcing things sure. to an extent or maybe even judicial i don't know how you'd go about it but like he is very much like he's like okay what's here's the situation in this here's the situation. what 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 about drogon okay maybe i can do that you can see the rest like and he's just kind of like yeah. you know he has the faith to appoint these people and yeah he appoint he's appointed well or whatever um, yeah, I like and the dynamic fair. of that. I think that's interesting. The uh, just seemed just was just a little uh, a beat that I would have been interested to see, or that I was just kind of questioning why someone else didn't just say it because it seems so easy. Because I was just like, oh yeah. yeah, I just want to be independent. He goes, oh okay, yeah. He just Ooh. nods. Ooh. Sure. Can't. I have a little bit of an issue because I honestly, for Sansa's moment alone. I think it was almost worth it because it was a beautiful line from her. But it kind of took away all of the season seven or six or whatever the fuck had happened, development, if you want to call it that, that we had with Edmure, with his whole 
hey, I'd like to be king. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Again, just a joke, right? I mean, yeah, his, his, his kind of growth was derailed a little bit by the fact that he kind of betrayed the Blackfish and stuff. But it did seem that he was doing it to save his people overall and doing it kind of in spite of his own ego. It seemed like he had a sense of, of perspective, and I think they, they, he, they at least showed that he really maybe didn't which whatever i've never liked edmure i'm not gonna lose any sleep over no i think it was just again the show making a joke that like the joke of what if we just had some completely random after all this time and this all the stuff you've done what if we just made this this dipshit the king of everything (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) i think they maybe should have done it oh could you imagine what people would have thought Oh my god! So we'll get to our um, we'll get to our uh, person by person tally and see who won the uh, predictions. I'm fairly confident that I didn't from a character death perspective. Although from a plot point perspective, I can make that argument maybe. Yeah, but let's I think... let's uh, let's go ahead and and check in here and see that as a whole, if our podcast is valid. Did we correctly guess more living or dead people than we got wrong? So far, we have. But I haven't tallied up anything for this episode, and it's more than half. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you think we voted for Davos? Uh, alive. alive. We voted three to two for him to be dead. Damn wow. it. That was so, me, too. I'm, I know. I'm pretty sure what I said he was dead. What about John? I think we said that. I I think I said he was alive, but I think we might have ended on dead. Uh, we ended on alive, three mm. to two. I definitely Impressive. said he was dead. I feel like I said he was dead. So, uh, Danny, dead, dead, three to two, dead. Oops, I marked that one wrong. That was correct. Uh, Tyrion, alive. Uh, I can't remember. Three to two, alive. We were right. Nice. Uh, Sansa? Dead. Kill that bitch. Three to two. I think I said dead. <laughs> no, I said alive for her. Alive. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I know yeah, I wanted... you and I both said that she would... Uh, I wanted her to her. die. I hate... Oh, God, I hate Sansa. Arya. Hold on. Alive. Still? No, no. I actually... I, I, I felt like this episode... Actually, maybe the last two has really made me like her... I, I really liked her in this episode. Yeah. I did. I, I I thought that queen moment was fucking badass. Yeah. I enjoyed And like um she looked a little like Cersei. Not in a way that I was like, "Ooh, she's going to be it," but like she's she's taking the things that she's seeing and she's trying to pick the good elements out of them. I kind of yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um Arya. Alive. We voted oh, We voted dead. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. 3 to 2. I think we had a um, lot of people dead. <laughs> we had a lot of people dead. Yeah, yeah we wanted to murder uh, them. Bran, we had three to two dying. Well, that's no because you made such a throw. strong argument for Bran to die with the Night King that we were like, I was like, oh, I'm buying in. It made sense. And I, I gotta, really, be, I gotta, yeah. I, this was maybe my favorite twist. Not him ending up on the throne, but just what his purpose was. Uh, yeah. I thought was a cool, a really cool thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Guys, we're starting to falter here a bit. Brienne, 
we had dead. Yara, we did actually have alive. Three to two. Braun, we had alive. Uh, Gendry of Winterhelm, we had alive. <laughs> he is so gentle. Sam. Good old M- Montgomery. Sam was one of our unanimous. Did we say dead or alive? Alive. Alive. We did indeed. And he was indeed. Grey Worm, three to two alive. Got that. Uh, Podrick, we had alive. Gilly can be assumed that she's alive. We had her dying. <laughs> Which is cruel. Uh, Lil we haven't Sam, seen her, though. Are we going to assume that Gilly and Lil Sam are both fine? Yeah. Um, Lil Sam, we had alive unanimously. Drogon, I think Jenna was the only person who said that uh, Drogon would be alive. So we lost there. Ghost, we also had dying. I think Jenna was the only person that thought that he would live. Uh, Jenna couldn't kill any of the animals, I don't think. She she was onto something. Uh, Tormund, we had dead. Three to two. All of them were very close. And uh, Dario. Are we going to say that Dario's alive? I think we have to. We said four to one that he was alive, but I think that we also said that we're not going to see him. But you know what? We're going to need an extra right here, so I'm going to go ahead and mark it yes. Give me a quick second to tally our rights and wrongs. You know, I think the obviously the Battle of Winterfell, um, so many of the people we thought were going to die should have died in that battle. <laughs> I mean, people were laying on top of each other, getting stabbed, and yet they were still alive. So I feel like if realistic... I mean, we watched so many people should, that should have died live. So, Podrick, Brienne, Gendry. Yeah, I was. A, I think a lot of people were expecting the toll to be higher for that battle. But. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. How do you think we did, if you had to guess? Did we do majority correct or the majority wrong? Mm, I'm guessing we... Sne- I'm guessing we... Uh, we I just... Will say there were a total of 35 guesses ooh, made. 35 guesses. I'm guessing we just snuck by with more right. Okay. I'm going to go 1916 correct. Okay. Specific. Okay. We had 13 incorrect. Oh, nice. And 22 correct. Oh, nice. Not too bad. We had a, yeah, a couple glaring problems there, but um, again, I went back and listened to our predictions episode just to see if we sounded like idiots. Um, we had some good theories, some good lines. Again, we were pretty spot on on a few pretty key things, and I'm proud of that. Um, I'm also proud that we were able to let things go and just enjoy things for what they were. <laughs> but, hey, I think that we can be counted as a valid podcast because, you know, Scrubs couldn't do 22 to 13. Man, yeah. you know what? And John losing his arms in this episode really, <laughs> really just brought it home for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot that. He goes you know, to pet Ghost, and Ghost is like, what the fuck, dude? What and the bites fuck? both of his and arms. Both of them are gone. Yeah. And that's why he's like all, all shoulders now when he's yeah. riding the horse. All shoulders, you know, McGee. 
<laughs> no, I think this. Uh, I, I think the episode gets a lot. I think just the season in general got a ton of hate. Uh, I, sh- I shouldn't say I think. I mean, it's pretty evident, um, especially with the ridiculous petition to redo the season. So stupid. But anyway, um, I just want. I wonder what people would have thought. Again, not that this is a a, a common place or even a. a even really done in any episode or even feasible but i just wonder someone watching now like if if the majority of people would have just watched the show after it's all out like if you could have just binged it from one Mm. to end without all this time in between to get all this fan theory and you know hypotheses and all all this stuff if uh if people would have disliked this season as much i don't know i i I do not think so. Again, I think there were very real issues with it, but yeah, per- perception or expectation had a huge, huge impact. Agreed. Yeah. Um, we will, of course, talk about more of our thoughts on the season as a whole and where it fits into the old lexicon of Game of Thrones next week. Um, but we are we are running long in this episode, so I think we should probably uh, go probably ahead and- probably rightfully so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, doing yeah. Our, doing our service to the show. Absolutely. And um, once again, sad that it's over, but. Oh, yeah. Love, terrible. Um, love to be in a and part by of over, it. you mean now we're getting the good stuff. Tell me about that sweet, sweet scope. It's true. It's what we're all here for. Um, these <sighs> were Banoffee scones. I made them myself, and my coworkers dubbed them butthole scones. Interesting. They were delicious. <laughs> so like a butthole. <laughs> With key. <laughs> you can find us at thronesandscones.com for more details, links to all of our things. And of course, Game of Thrones is done. We're not quite ready to wrap things up. So we will see you next week here right around the same time, barring any recording issues, um, for our season eight recap. You down with G-O-T! Yeah, you know me. Yeah, you got gee. So they were dubbed butthole scones because I decided, and you can see this on our Instagram, um, I decided to be a little artsy with them. Made these banana toffee scones, put these little slices of banana on top of them, put little little bits of toffee in the middle of the banana. (laughs) And the picture, I think, looks okay. But then I left them overnight and took them to work the next day. And they're brown. The bananas browned like crazy, obviously. I didn't think of that. And something about like the the acid or some chemical from the banana like liquidified the toffee. And so it looked like a runny butthole <laughs> just on top of each individual scone. <laughs> it was not great. So... Um, they didn't. Uh, I, I ended up eating most of them. <laughs> so, friend I was watching the show with didn't like the previous episode at all. Hated the Daenerys turn. Not how it was done, just didn't like it. Sure. Didn't get it. Didn't understand it. And I tried to, you know, blah, 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 blah. go through our whole explanation, et cetera, et cetera. And he's like, I, I, yeah, he didn't want to hear it. Fine. Whatever, man. I'm, you're not, I'm not going to make you happy here. You're just going to be bummed. And that's depressing for me, but okay. So we're watching this most recent episode, and there's that great scene with John and Tyrion, and, he tur- and Tyrion's laying out all the reasons why 
Danny would do this. And he turns to me and he goes, all right, I kind of get it. <laughs> when it's like literally the same stuff I was telling him, like, granted, I don't have a team of writers behind me, but come on. I feel like I can make a semi-compelling argument. Apparently not. So, I mean, thanks, Tyrion, I guess, for doing our work. I'm yeah, like, I'm, you mean Danny's turn? You mean like the last three seasons? <laughs> yeah, I'm still pretty impressed at your, uh, your prediction. You were calling that pretty early. Tony, calling it again. It's nothing about me. I think you know they've been setting it up. All right, it's a little bit about me. But <laughs> you can keep keep talking. <laughs> I, I always felt like with shows, sometimes when when they're leading down an obvious track, that they're trying to mislead you, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like the show has done that before. So part of me with this very obvious, almost like connect the dot paint by color kind of like flow felt like a trap in that sense. And so I think I was just disappointed in that feeling that I was like, Oh, this is so obvious. You'd have to be really, really dumb and not paying attention to not see this coming. I don't know if it was that Cause it could have not happened and I wouldn't have been like, Oh, come on. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is like, if it wouldn't have happened, I felt like it would have been doing the thing I thought they were doing, like setting us up for a direction to then go, but you weren't paying attention kind of thing. Instead, they did something which I think, I mean, again, we can talk about this obviously in the episode from a standpoint of time. They had to rush a lot of that a little bit to kind of make the turn seem more drastic, but they have set this up for a while with her, her belief. And I think, and that's the problem. I don't like the crazy, if you will. I don't like calling her crazy because I don't think she's crazy. I think she thinks it's like almost like that divine belief that she is worthy of these things, which is crazy. I mean, not crazy, Uh. but it's delusional. It's delusional, but it's, it, but it's, it's, I mean, what is the American thing when we thought moving out West and we taking all the land? What was that called? Manifest destiny. Yeah. That's exactly what I feel like this is. Which was crazy. I don't know, man. I don't, <laughs> at, at the end of this, I feel like she feels, and rightfully so in a way, she has shown progress with everything she is doing she's being constantly saying like oh my god you're fantastic we totally support you and she just gets going and th- pushing things a little further and a little further and a little further and people are so like yeah fuck yeah uh let's just kill some more people to make a point because that works because yeah oh i'm i'm not saying that she's crazy by her own fault necessarily but just because other people have helped to push the you know the boulder onto the cliff Right. Doesn't make it any less of a precarious situation. Right. But then again, that's what I'm saying is like there there seem there seemed to be always this push, right? Yeah. And so I felt like that uh that just felt it just felt less I would say oh, I hate the word crazy. It felt the less it felt less wrong, I think. I think people mm. are upset because they didn't want Danny to be quote evil. But I never viewed her as evil. I think in this last episode, uh, it was a really powerful thing for her to be shown as 
I, 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 she had a moment of, of very realness with John where she didn't look evil. She was just, she was super misguided. Yeah. She had a moment where she looked evil as well. Oh yeah. But like, we're gonna um, yeah. but she, I, I thought that's what I love about this is it, it's like we had, I have a friend who, when the, um, I might have told this story before. It's not very good. When the Maleficent movie came out with Angelina Jolie, he didn't want to go see it. And fine, it wasn't a triple-A blockbuster smash or anything. <laughs> but he likes the story. And so I was surprised. And he's like, I, I love Maleficent. She's just this manifestation of pure evil. I don't want that to be tainted by, like, explanation or, like, you know, any sort of morality. Like, I just want to see her as evil. And that never resonated with me. It seemed it's. I think it's kind of the reason why I don't like the Joker either. You got to have a little. Uh, I love a little gray area in my villain, and I think that Danny was that great because she wasn't a villain, but she she made the choice, you know, whether spurned or of her own volition to kind of become one, unwittingly, and it was super sad. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if you've ever dealt with anyone who has schizophrenia, but um, it can be like obscenely troubling when you, I mean, I can't explain this other than it's like you're having a normal conversation. You feel there is just completely every day and then suddenly they'll say something and you're like, what, what, no, what the fuck, dude? No, no, that, that is fucking nuts. And then they'll continue a conversation like they didn't say that. You're like, but you just said you were going to like kill someone. Like you were, we were talking about going to McDonald's and now you mentioned just like murdering everyone there. And I, I, are you serious? Like, I feel like Danny has that moment of like, oh, she's cool. She loves every What? No. Why, why do you want to burn everyone? That's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to being that beautiful woman that we all want to admire. But why do you have to keep on burning people? Maybe, uh, maybe she does. We, I mean, we've, there's been talk about them trying to put those themes of those kind of things in. Um, so maybe they were trying to paint a little bit of, of that kind of brush with her. You know, Theon had that PTSD thing. Yeah. Um, Jamie, I was reading into a depression thing. I really like the explanation that I, I read recently a bit more about how Cersei was like his kind of drug heroin addiction mm-hmm. in a yeah. sense. Like he got clean. And yep. he, he, you know, it, it wasn't what he, what he wanted. Yeah. Wasn't what Which he, was cool. Yeah. I, I, I totally, I, I love that. That's awesome. That's a, that's a smart way of describing that kind of like mentation that he has when it comes to just like, what the fuck? Why do you keep running back? Like, no, you know, it's bad. And he's like, yeah, but yeah, it's all I deserve. It's all I need. And when I have it, I don't need anything else. Yeah, and when I inject it straight into my taint, there's nothing into better. my taint. There is nothing better. When I am yuling across Mexico, I am good. Danny gets to ride the dragon. Why can't I? <laughs> I'm gonna ride that sweet, sweet puff magic dragon. 